The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. Talking everything Buffalo Bills, we're inching closer to the start of the regular season, but of course, based on the performance of the Bills' second preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, certainly not a not one to remember. Not that you really remember preseason games in any way, shape, or form, but I think when you talk about instant analysis and reaction from fans, obviously many Buffalo Bills fans uh, having a little bit of a tough time with this one. I, I fall more in the camp of just like, hey, it's preseason football. I'm not going to get too upset about about anything in the, the preseason, but certainly things that are, are going to leave you for some concern when you talk about the number of penalties, when you talk about the the hole at middle linebacker, and, and of course the play of the offensive tackles. But honestly, this is not one of those podcasts today. There's been enough talk around how the team has performed, how things have looked, kind of everything there. So rather than dive into all of that, um, let's just kind of focus on a positive. You guys know me. I, I try to focus on the positive when it comes to the team. Makes things more enjoyable for myself, and, and hopefully it does for you too. Um, before we get started today, friendly reminder, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings brought to you by our friends at homage.com. Check out the show notes. You can get the link there. They've always got great deals and specials going on um, throughout the week, whether it's a buy one, get one offer, whether it's a 15% off for new users. And honestly, as you're getting geared up for the season, Homage has got some great designs for all Buffalo Bills fans. So definitely check that out. Now, when we talk about the show this week, here in reality, right, I want to talk about the rookie class. Because I think when you talk about some of the positives, what we've seen throughout training camp, what we've seen throughout two preseason games so far, um, the Buffalo Bills rookie class, they're kind of living up to those expectations, right? And just a quick reminder for you, that includes Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance, Dorian Williams, Justin Shorter, Nick Broker, and Alex Austin. Now, when you talk about how the team has performed so far, so far so good, right? As we go through with things, as it relates to the rookie class. So as we talk through, I think it gives a, a sense of optimism. And again, over these past couple days, uh, optimism has been at a little bit of a premium when it comes to Bills fans 
and the uh, the performance against the Steelers. So I'm going to try and just focus on the positive here as it comes through it. Now we start off with Dalton Kincaid, and I think the expectations for him were already kind of through the roof. And when I say through the roof, I mean as it relates to rookie tight ends, right? Like not getting ahead of ourselves or anything anything along those lines. But Kincaid, we've seen right from the beginning, has developed a rapport with Josh Allen. That has certainly left room for optimism. And then when you talk about his play on the field, right, kind of saw his first, when I say live action, in the first preseason game against the Colts, did not get any targets, no passes coming his way. You know, the action was pretty limited. And, uh, you know, but that was a little bit different on Saturday against the Steelers, where he had three receptions for 45 yards on four targets and really just looking the part, right? When you talk about working the middle of the field, what he would mean to the Buffalo Bills, almost like kind of filling that void left by Cole Beasley in the past that we've talked about a lot. Again, we're, we're talking about a tight end versus a traditional slot receiver and Beasley not making the comparison as players, but really making the comparison as it relates to, again, filling that void of being a trusted target in the middle of the field for the Buffalo Bills. And at least we certainly saw that on Saturday with Kincaid. You know, Dawson Knox was out of the game, I think more precautionary based on a a finger issue that, that he had, I think if it was an actual regular season game, he would have played and, and that's all fine and good. But, um, you know, with this, when we talk about Dalton Kincaid, the arrow is pointing up. I think when we get to real football, I'm going to be really curious to see how many targets he is getting a game. You don't want to get ahead of yourself. Stephon Diggs, of course, is that number one target for the Bills. Gabriel Davis. But, you know, is someone like Kincaid going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 100 targets this season? I don't know, right? You can go through the math. You can look at who had so many targets last year, who has since left, who is this, who is that. That's all fine and good. But right now, it looks like Dalton Kincaid will be a major piece in the Buffalo Bills offense, and at least so far, worthy of that first-round pick and kind of trading up and making the move to get him. Another guy that has impressed so far, I mean, it looks like Osiris Torrance has won the right guard position. I know that has not been made official yet by the Bills, but two preseason games, two starts, Ryan Bates not playing with the starters. You know, maybe Ryan Bates is going to be that, you know, that chess piece, I guess you could say, along your offensive line that can play a number of different positions. It remains to be seen how he might be used. And again, nothing has been said official yet, but Osiris Torrance, he was probably the one bright spot on the Bills offensive line on Saturday. And at least by all reports and how he has played so far, the task has not been too big for him. So here we come, right? One more preseason game, then before things get started, Torrance is likely going to be that starting right guard for the Bills. Just a a massive human being, around 335 pounds, 30 pounds heavier than Ryan Bates. And let's just see what happens here. But right now, it looks like that is a hit. I mean, here is a guy that many projected to be a first-round pick. Falls to the Bills in the second round. Good for them and potentially having another starter 
on the offensive line and a young player that they can develop um, with a unit that struggled on Saturday with the exception of Torrance. So as we move forward, kind of the most interesting prospect for the Bills, and it's funny when you go back to the draft, there was not a lot of excitement around the draft pick of Dorian Williams, the linebacker out of Tulane. And I say that because I think many folks, myself included, thought the Bills would do something earlier in the draft, maybe to get Jack Campbell, who was not available when the Bills were picking in the first round, maybe to get Drew Sanders out of Arkansas, or to make some sort of a commitment to get someone earlier to fill the void left by Tremaine Edmonds. Middle linebacker continues to be a question mark. I'm not going to get into all that with Tyrell Dodson and hopefully Terrell Bernard could come back and jump back into that competition, how A.J. Klein falls into it. And Dorian Williams is a guy that's kind of flip-flopped of being like, okay, he's a backup on the outside. Maybe he'll play on the inside. Now we're going to have him on the outside. So I say there's that level of intrigue because as the choices at middle linebacker have been, uh, how can I say it, just like a little bit less than inspiring for the team. Dorian Williams has flashed in his two preseason games so far. And I get it. We don't overreact to preseason football games. At least I don't. But when you see a level of promise, then you start to think to yourself like, okay, is this a guy that potentially can make the shift to fill that void left by Tremaine Edmonds? Is he that type of leader that can command a defense, know the places where folks should be Or maybe are we just kind of overthinking things when we talk about that green dot and who's communicating things and like, listen, let's not worry about it being this linebacker. Do we give the green dot to Micah Hyde, right? Or Jordan Poyer or one of the guys that is uh, a little bit more established on this defense. I get it. Matt Milano might not be that person, but if you're talking about someone that's going to be on the field for 100% of the snaps, I don't see Micah Hyde going anywhere. Let him be that guy. Let him make those calls. And maybe Dorian Williams can work his way into that linebacker competition and show what he can do. But I will say this. He is a guy that the, uh, the arrow is pointing up. He has flashed well in two preseason games so far. And something to be excited for for Bills fans. I think moving forward when you talk about that depth. Because... It hasn't necessarily been there. We don't anticipate Matt Milano missing any time, but if he has to miss a game or two here or there, let's have someone in position that can fill that role. And at least so far, right, you talk about a player that, um, what's the term they use, plays with his hair on fire. That's something that you see from Dorian Williams. So we'll uh, we'll kind of see what happens there. Now, listen, the last guy I'm going to talk about is wide receiver Justin Shorter. No disrespect to Nick Broker or Alex Austin. I mean, two guys that just an uphill battle for them is two seventh-round picks to have a chance to make the Buffalo Bills roster and just haven't seen enough for them to go in depth at any point. Shorter is an interesting conversation, right? Taken in the fifth round, pick 150. And usually guys that are picked in round five, there's a little bit of that expectation that they're going to make the team based on that draft capital somebody with some upside what they can bring to the roster that's all fine and good 
shorter, very quiet in week one, right? Very limited participant. Week two, certainly a different situation for him. Six targets, five receptions for 47 yards, including a touchdown pass, right? 9.4 yards per reception. Nothing crazy, but showing good control. He brings good size, making some difficult catches. Shorter is someone that will contribute potentially in four phases of uh, special teams. Saw him early in the game as a punt gunner as part of the special teams unit. So now you have someone like Justin Shorter, and it's just like, hey, he's flashing some potential as a wide receiver. He brings something different than some of the other backups do, right? You talk about some of these other players where Shorter brings that size element that you're not getting from Deontay Hardy or Khalil Shakir or Andy Isabella or anyone else you're throwing into the conversation after Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. You get that from Justin Shorter. So there's that piece. And then, of course, the special teams element. If you're going to be the fifth or sixth wide receiver on the team, can you differentiate yourself there? And I think when you talk about it, at least from a competition, if you're saying, okay, it's shorter, Andy Isabella, Khalil Shakir, at least shorter from a special team standpoint, you can throw Isabella into this too. They're separating themselves from Shakir based on the special team's ability, at least with what we've seen so far and where they've been lined up. Now, of course, the question, do the Bills keep six wide receivers or seven? I don't see them keeping as few as five, but Justin Shorter doing the right things, showing that he can be a guy kind of moving forward. And I forgot to mention Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield, I see as a, a roster lock, right? I mean, probably those first Four, there's no question with Diggs, Davis, Sherfield, and Deontay Hardy. And then the two spots after that, two or three spots after that, a little bit up for grabs. But when we talk about it and you look at Justin Shorter, at least the way that he performed on Saturday, one of the few bright spots for the Buffalo Bills. So again, I realize it's easy not to talk about a lot of positives right now, but when we are talking about Shorter and Dorian Williams and Osiris Torrance, and of course, Dalton Kincaid. Looks like four pretty good, pretty good picks for the Buffalo Bills so far. Way too early to, uh, you know, give the complete thumbs up on these guys, but at least so far they look the part, and that's what you'd like to see. So, listen, I'm gonna get out of here for now. Appreciate you guys tuning in again. Thanks to everybody at Homage.com for the support. Make sure you check out the uh, the show notes where we've got the link there. I'm going to get out of here for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Bills.